Good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk. Live! Welcome back tonight. Again, my name is Jay Roth, but I'm the host of the show. I am absolutely looking forward to tonight's topic. But before we get to the topic, I want to, I want to introduce my co-host tonight. We have the man of the land from down under. He calls himself Evis Love Heath, coming in from Australia. Welcome back, Evis Love. Oh, thanks for having me again, brothers and sisters. Big show again tonight. We have Mr. Jeff Fasano, calls... Nashville, Tennessee home. Welcome back, Jeff Fasano. Looking forward to uh, lighting it up tonight. <laughs> and, of course, we have uh, Josh J. Riddy, Josh Richard, J., a.k.a. J. Riddy, calling uh, Southern California home or Soul Cal. Welcome back, J. Riddy, to Real Men Real Talk Live. Thanks. I like that. Soul. Did you mean to say that? Soul Cal? I like that. You know, when you live in... I'll, uh, I'll roll with that. Yeah, you live in Sedona. It's all about, it is all about the soul. Tonight's episode is episode 141. And tonight's episode is one of those topics where there's a lot of questions, there's some uncertainty, and we're going to do our best um, to really um, do some uh, clarify, clar bring some clarity, not only to our viewers and listeners, but also to the four of us. Um, because we've, uh, many of us uh, have either been on the receiving end or in a giving end, and then tonight's topic, what I'm talking about is it's all about gaslighting, or is it just lighting gas? And so, Ev, uh, in our production meeting uh, this week, uh, we, we had three topics that we uh, put out there in the universe, and this was a topic that we all agreed on, that we landed on. So since uh, I believe this was a topic that you had put out there, I'm going to invite you, being on a, the, the top shelf of, uh, of the grid tonight, to uh, light us up. Get us hot, kick us off, and uh, drop us down into what does gaslighting mean to you, or is it just lighting gas? Mm, let's light it up, my brothers and sisters. And um, look, why, why I brought this up, because it is quite frequent still in a lot of relationships, whether that be platonic, whether that's with uh, obviously your beloved, um, co-workers, you may not even realize really the importance and what's going on with this behavior that we term uh, gaslighting within our collective and gaslighting it's been a term which was coined funnily enough from a movie in the 1940s literally called gaslight and just mm. from that example uh, a husband was basically manipulating his wife into making her feel like she was delusional making her feel like she was crazy where she actually lost her mind in that particular film. Now, in recent years, why I wanted to talk about this tonight is because it seems to have started to come above the surface again. Now, when we have a look at that term gaslighting, you may not even realize tonight 
some of your behavior within relationships, maybe that of this uh, term that we're calling gaslighting. Gaslighting at the very definition is basically someone that may get you to question your perception, your reality, even your memories of the past within your life. Now, for me, if these red flags, and I said this in the video this morning, pre-warm-up for the show, any of these sound familiar, I want you to really listen into to tonight's show, my brothers and sisters. So if someone's blatantly lying within your life, within any relationship, you know, no matter what sort of something you've brought forward to the table, they continuously to lie within your relationship or within your connection. There could be a sense of manipulation going on. This could be termed gaslighting in the future. Someone focusing on your insecurities within a relationship. What you see with these gaslighters is that they prey unintentionally and intentionally, like I said, on those people that are lower self-esteem and have low confidence, which are made easier to manipulate you within your life. Gaslighters, they will tend to say or say something and then they will deny what they may have said when you confront them. So they keep pushing it to the side, make you feel crazy. Term can be or actually going um, with also constantly negative, forcing negativity within your life, which will also talk of a modern trend that's causing toxic, uh, toxic positivity as well. Now, the other couple of ones, they may even flip the script quite a few times when you actually confront, um, you're being confronted within your life about these stories or something, a circumstance that you want to talk to this particular person. They may continuously flip the script or the blame onto you. Now that can be then termed and coined onto you about you're crazy. This is your stuff. There must be something crazy going on within your life to believe that. Does that sound familiar? Now, the last one I'll leave, and then we could, you know, say a million other more. But the last one I think is really important at the real depth of this is they tend to trivialize your feelings. Let me say that again. They tend to trivialize your feelings. So they don't allow you to validate some of these negative emotions that may be coming up within your life. They may even try and put you on the positive trend vibe which comes into what I'm talking about, the modern gaslighting with toxic positivity, but they trivialize your feelings to not validate them. And, man, I'm going to be straight up from the get-go here. I've been on both sides of the fence. Was mm. I aware that I was gaslighting? No, until I started to dive into my own self-awareness within relationship. And then I started to understand a little bit more about this term called gaslighting. Because I was denying someone wanting their feelings being validated. Mm. Mm. They were quite too either high sensitive or crazy. These terms we throw are very loose, my brothers and sisters. Whereas now, from a conscious point of view, if I had that particular conversation again, it would simply be, I validate your emotions and feelings it does not necessarily mean I agree with it. May we create some space, come back to this conversation next time. So this gets deep, my brothers and sisters. I hope yeah. that gives a little bit more awareness about what gaslighting is. Mm. 
Thanks for breaking it down, Ev. And thanks for also, too, I mean, having the courage to say you've done it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when we're asleep at the wheel, we, we don't know what we don't know. And that hurt little part of ourselves does crazy things. And so, you know, I'll, I'll admit I've been on both sides as well. And so, um, mm. you know, that, that unawake version of me a long time ago did things to protect that hurt little boy inside and to make it not my fault. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in diving into this fully because I'll admit I didn't, I've, I've, I've ha had it in my life. It's tough to discern sometimes between just emotional manipulation and full on gaslighting. So I, I, I want to unpack all this tonight with you guys. I'm excited. Mm. Mm. Hey, Ryan, Jeff. I don't know. I'm still perplexed. <laughs> yeah, I really, I mean, I, I just learned about this term, um, not long ago, uh, I had a situation in my life that I, I, to be honest with you, I had no clue why this person was even saying the things that they were saying and where they were coming from um, because none of it was true. Um, but one of the things, when I first moved to Nashville six years ago, uh, I had some sort of relationship with a woman very briefly. And when it didn't work out, she was saying, yeah, the people in this town already already have your number, Jeff. They know that you don't care about anybody else but yourself. They're, the word's already out in this town. And I'd only been here five days. <laughs> and um, and, it was, and I, was, I was listening to this going, what? What, what are you talking? And, and, and it was continuous. I mean, it was going on and on and on um, for, for her reasons. And... Um, and I was perplexed by it. it. None of it was true. And I knew it. And it couldn't be true. And I was perplexed by it. And then just recently, maybe about a year ago, I was talking to somebody about it. And I said, and, and that person mentioned gaslighting. And I was like, what is that? So she went on to try to explain it to me. And then I, I, I shared that um, experience I had with that person she goes, yeah, that's that's what gaslighting is. She was she was saying all of these things, and that were untrue, trying to get you to believe it to make you feel like crap because you didn't really give her what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, okay. Um, I had never experienced really anything like that, to be honest with you. I've never experienced anybody saying that to me, nor even saying untrue things to somebody to manipulate them. I mean, I just, I just don't understand um, that part of it um, to be untruthful about things and saying things to manipulate somebody. I just, I, it's, that's weird and foreign for me. So, and so that behavior was very foreign uh, to me. I might've experienced another couple of times um, um, in different situations um, but that was the only quote unquote obvious situation in my life. Mm. Uh, Josh, I want to invite you to, uh, to share uh, some highlights from your perspective that you, that you shared just before we went live and in, in a, in a studio with us. 
Yeah, I was curious, you know, I wanted some examples. So I did, you know, uh, I was doing some searching before the show and these examples of gaslighting really kind of, you know, Ev mentioned a, a few beautiful things, but uh, to add to that, um, our phrases, the gaslighter might use phrases like that never happened. You're crazy. And other people think so. It sounds like Jeff's experience. Uh -huh. Um, I'm sorry you think that I hurt you. Do you really think I'd make that up? Um, you're just trying to confuse me. Uh, you know I'd never intentionally hurt you. Do you see the pattern here? It's this twisting of the victim's reality. It's making them question, I did that because I love you. Um, you're too sensitive. That one hit home big time. Um, mm. I, I got that one in a gaslighting type uh work relationship mm -hmm. where uh the boss called me out on something where i i had confronted this person on some behavior that i didn't think was um appropriate uh and i called them out on it and they flipped it on me and just said you're too sensitive and it made me question myself and it was like whoa well, but no, I feel these things. Why am I? It's it's that in invalidation of feelings, like Evis was talking mm. about, um, mm. and it's that twisting, bending of reality where you start to question you, mm. and it's like, wait, no, I, I am I too sensitive? Uh, but I felt these things, and so yeah, I think that the theme when I started reading through all these different examples of gaslighting comments was this bending and twisting of someone's reality um, mm. to manipulate them questioning themselves. Mm. To try to control them in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. I sure. guess. Yeah. To be in control, to feel well, like they're Yeah, that's, that's the other you know, piece of the puzzle. Is it really about trying to control them or just trying to feel empowered in, in a relationship where they don't, because as I think, Evis, you said in your opening, they, the person who's doing a gaslighting in that moment uh, is struggling with self-esteem. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so for them, it's about if I, if I in a very passive aggressive way, uh, put you down, uh, mm. confuse you, it, it gives them a, um, a false sense of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, I want to I want to thank you, gentlemen, for acknowledging that you were both on a receiving and a giving end. And so mm -hmm. that's that's why we do the show. That's why this show is Real Men, Real Talk live, because we're not here just as teachers. We're here as students as well. Mm -hmm. And part of being students is is being vulnerable, speaking our truth as we continue to navigate through this through this maze called life. And so mm -hmm. I, to myself, you know, it wasn't until I uh, was, was really trying to wrap my head around my own, how I showed up in my life and my own relationships. And um, I have no problem this evening saying that when I was unawakened, when I was living in pain, when I hadn't done any of my work, meaning I hadn't hit my own rock bottom in, in life, I was, I was also at times, you know, it was like a, a, a co-signing of, co of, of gaslighting. I did do gaslighting. I also was on a receiving end. And it, it doesn't have to be one relationship. It could be many relationships in our life. We attract those types of um, 
let's say energetic exchange mm-hmm. right where we're at, you know, the law of attraction falls into play. And mm-hmm. so it was absolutely, it was a strategy on my end. I wasn't aware of what it meant. I didn't understand anything about it. Then again, I didn't understand much about why I was showing up the way I was showing up. Mm-hmm. And so the truth is, is that, yeah, I did gaslight at times. Um, I will say this, though, is that I'm sad to have this, this, the true essence of my own truth to speak these words in this moment. But at the same time, you've heard me say this many times before, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know that how I was showing up was just as this wounded adult man in most of my relationships. And so it was just, it was a, I, I think it was more of a, a subconscious um, behavior that I developed. It wasn't a conscious choice that I was making. I was not aware. Mm. I clearly was not aware of how harmful it was to people that I cared most about. Mm. Mm. But isn't gaslighting a conscious choice by the gaslighter? I isn't it? it can, I think it can be unintentional as well, Jeff. Yeah. You know? And in what we're really talking about here again, brothers and sisters, is an energy exchange. So if even you just think of this term, what, what, what actually needs to get a flame burning if we're talking about this gas light? Mm-hmm. Well, you may have the gas actual candle or whatever you may call it over there itself, but you've also got to have the flame or the fuel to light it up. So who is really the gas lighter? Is it the person getting gas lit or is it them giving them gas lighter the energy to actually fuel the flame? Mm. See, this is someone that can't stand in their own power. Mm -hmm. Now that may sound hard to hear, but if we are attracting someone like that with that sort of behavior, like I said, I've been on the back of, of this both ends, then we have to have a look at our own emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Because then that power struggle comes to an end when you actually are intradependent within the relationship or you're still codependent, mm-hmm. that you're able to stand within your own power and say, nah, this does not meet my values within a relationship. Something doesn't feel right here. Mm-hmm. So this allows you to broaden your awareness on whether you want to be within this relationship or connection or not mm-hmm. before the blame game starts to perpetuate. Mm, yeah. So there's got to be two people in this gaslighting phase, I believe. Mm. It's it's really interesting psychology, man. But mm-hmm. you I know, hate- like, sorry, Josh, you go. No, I was just gonna say I hear you, Ev. It's uh, that, that was my experience was like in that in that work relationship where I was being gaslit. It was like, okay, I see this is a pattern of behavior. And so I chose to remove myself. Mm. It was like, uh, you know, I tried to address uh, how certain things uh, made me feel and they were met with more twisting of reality and bending of reality mm-hmm. and questioning of myself. And I didn't like it. So I said, all right, I'm out. Mm. And uh, that was my boundary with it. Mm. I'm and curious. Was- I'm curious, Josh, how long were you in that relationship? Um, well, that's. Well, that's the thing, right? We stay in it for money. We stay in it because we think mm. 
we're trying to reach a goal. I mean, especially, you know, in, in the business sense that you're on a mission together, right. To complete a goal or something. And so it's hard sometimes to let that go too, where you're like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a finisher. I like to finish stuff. I like to complete things. I like to overachieve and knock goals out of the water. And it's hard in that. It was hard for me in that sense to, say I quit and throw in the towel. I mean, I don't quit. Mm. Uh, but that emotional abuse was uh, not sustainable mm. at all. And mm. I tried to just stomach it and stick through it for the goal. And mm. so, yeah, Jay, did I stay too long? Probably. Mm. Um, it was only a few or yeah, it was only a few months, but the goal stayed first in my mind. And when I finally had enough, mm. I said, the goal's not worth it. Mm. Do you no think what I want to, I want to switch gears yeah. or what the money is. It's just, it's not worth it. Mm. I want to switch gears real quick. And I want to ask, uh, I want to put it out here for you guys. Is it possible to be in a relationship where gaslighting is taking place? And once you have the awareness around it, is it possible that the two of you can actually cut it off, put an end to it? And can a relationship evolve, kind of pivot from a, an unhealthy, hurtful, harmful relationship to one where it, it, it can change or, or not? In other words, can you salvage a relationship that you've even been in for more than a couple of months, as you just described, Josh, one that you've been in for months or years or even decades. And is it possible to turn off the gaslighting, to turn off the gas? Mm. 100%, brother. I believe it's possible. Mm. But the work has to be done within the individual first. Now, mm. if you can help that particular person become aware of their behavior that they may be gaslighting within a relationship, then that allows them to actually start looking at their own behavior. Allows you to actually start or them to start looking at their own decisions and what they may be actually doing with this term that we call gaslighting tonight. Mm. So then it's up to them though, to go and do the work and then by action, come back with some more emotional intelligence and throw yourself deliberately into some of these situations and events and through that action, has it changed or is it still the same? Yeah, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. why, why am I, uh, you know, speaking this out so clearly? Because that's what happened in my previous relationship. I believe that they can have a chance. I believe mm -hmm. there is possibilities. But if they go away, decide to do the work, can't do it as an individual, how can you come together and make something work with that connection if you can't do it on your own? Mm. Well, uh, we, you know, we, that's talking about, you know, people doing the work for their own reason, you know, right. finding out, you know, if it's pointed out, like, that's why I asked the question, isn't gaslighting done consciously? Like I know in my situation, I know that that was a total conscious choice by that person doing all of that because she didn't get what she wanted or whatever reason saying all of those things that were crazy 
trying to get me to believe all of that just because she felt hurt or whatever and couldn't express that. Um, that's why I asked the question because in my situation, it was conscious and maybe it's happened a couple of times in my life. Like that whole, um, you're too sensitive thing. I got that many, many times in my life, you know, you got to toughen up, you got to, you know, get a thick skin and, and all that good stuff. Um, but I never looked at that as quote unquote gaslighting. I just looked at that as, um, um, okay, you know, but this is who I am and it, it is what it is. But, um, I think it's, it's, if you're asking that question, Jay, it's that that's like a, a, a an overarching question in any relationship. What, what, whether it's gaslighting, whether it's mm-hmm. berating somebody, whether it's passive aggressive behavior, whatever the behavior is, mm-hmm. where the relationship is is uh, at a power struggle or whatever the relationship's going on, and two people realize that that what's happening isn't really healthy or not working or however you want to say it, then it's about each person seeking some help and doing some inner work as to, you know, why am I allowing this aggressive or slash passive aggressive behavior that this person is bestowing upon me? Why am I allowing that to happen? Mm -hmm. And then if I realize it's happening, why is that person actually doing that? Two unhealthy people coming into a relationship where it's about like, hey, let's do some work, you know, let's let each person. But then again, you know, you got to be um, willing, willing to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's and that's the big question. We, we, the yeah. viewers are lighting up the panel tonight. And uh, I'm reading some of the, the comments here, and I will share that um, I, I, I think many, many people have been on a receiving end of gaslighting mm-hmm. and um, as well as, you know, the give and, the give and take. And, you know, the, it takes two to tango. And we end up in a relationship with someone who does, in fact, gaslight. You know, what role do we play in it? Why were we attracted to that energy in the first place? There's the next question I have then. Why are we attracted? And and Eva, I, I think you, you kind of touched on perhaps one part of it, which is low self-esteem. Um is is someone that gaslights gas a gaslighter, are they are they um covert initially, do you think? Are they do they show up, you know, in a honeymoon period where they're courting? you and and it's part of the manipulation and then when they f- feel like they they got you that's when the sucker punch comes in and that's when that's when they start to light you up mm, look it, it's all of that brother but the other thing is too it could be also that gaslighter doesn't want to take responsibility for their own emotions right so it's easier to freaking hand right. this out to someone else so this yeah. is us owning our role and we talked about this I think last two shows, owning our role and our own responsibility with our own emotions, feelings. So then you're not going to actually project that onto anyone or anything without standing in your own power. Now, if you're on the receiving end of that, 
You've just got to check your energy, brothers and sisters. Is it driving you mental? Is, is there mental illness beside, um, coming in with something that is termed some of these phrases that are wrapped around gaslighting? If that's causing you to think, you know, certain things within your life that's causing mental illness or some, you know, emotional harm, then you may have to seek help because there's a good chance that that person's behaviour is not obviously at the best of your interest. But at the same end, like we're saying, this is us getting in touch with our own emotions and feelings to know whether or not we are being gaslit. Mm-hmm. And then it's our responsibility of our own power. Do we decide to take that back out of the connection and keep our cup full or do we keep pouring out this empty cup? Mm-hmm. It's an energy game. It's all energy. It is. And I'll be honest, Jay, I was a bit, there's probably a few of the viewers out there too that were a bit triggered by you saying it's what, what is our role in having this weaker, lower energy? Because I didn't, at the time, I didn't with this work relationship. In fact, that person built me up. They were like, oh my God, I'm so glad I found you. You're so great. This is amazing. Like, you know, I have been looking for someone like you. They built me up first and then tried to break me down. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't come in this weak character. In fact, they, you know, put me up on the pedestal and praised me in that position that I was in. Um, And then the manipulation began. So it's... It's twist now that that person I believe was a narcissist as well. So there's there's a bunch of like you were talking, Ev. There's a whole lot of layers, uh, and so. But I just wanted to also come in with that in case any of the viewers were feeling like, but I'm not this weak character either. You know, there are the instances mm-hmm. where they build you up first and then tear you down. So again, coming coming back to to, to the question I I asked just prior is that if you're in a relationship and you are now aware that you're being gas lit, whether it be a work, a friendship or an intimate relationship could even intimate. It it could even be with family. Okay. Or partner. What are your options? What, what can you do or to try to save is it, is a relationship savable? Can you save it? What commitment would be needed by both you and the gaslight or you as the victim of being gaslit, is it savable or is it not? And I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of a rhetorical question I'm asking because (laughs) this is what I, this is my sense. And I'm going to share my sense. I'm going to open up for you, you guys to join in here is that unless the individual who is, who is the um, gaslighting partner in a covert or overt way, unless they are willing to surrender, unless they're willing to basically see what they're doing, understand what they're doing is harmful and hurtful, they're going to defend their behavior and they're going to deny your truth one more time. Right, right. So is it possible or not? As long as that person, like I said, takes responsibility of their own emotions, behavior, and actions. 
I think it, it, it might be possible if they both underwent three day a week therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, behavior is on both ends. Like one person, their sense of self, how deeply they love, honor, and value themselves is, is um, not there. To a, it's at there for a certain level. And so they don't know like who they are. <clears throat> and the other person probably also doesn't. I would imagine the other person has no clue who they are and their self love and, and, and their sense of self probably isn't there. So the reason why they need to do that. Exactly. There you go. Okay. So, so amazingly, it actually it could be both the same reason, you know, but one person has, is a, an antagonistic behavior, an aggressive behavior mm -hmm. that says, I, you know, I don't know who the hell I am. So I need to control another person to have them the way I want them to be because I don't have any sense of self and I really don't know what I want. And the other person who succumbs to it because their sense of self is, is diminished. So really it's about finding out as we've talked about for 140 shows, going in, finding out who you are. How much do you love honoring and valuing? Who am I? Find that deep sense of self. So you have an amazing foundation and you know who you are. Then you know when somebody comes at you like that, you're going, what? That's not who I am. All right. Well, I'm going to break it down. That's beautiful, Jeff Asano. Dropping, yeah, dropping a mic in that moment here. But this is, what, this is what's coming forward for me right here, right now. What you got, Jay? When we are in a relationship <laughs> that includes gaslighting, we are in a relationship in a cesspool of pain. We've acknowledged that already right here, right now. If we are willing to, as a victim of gaslighting, receive that level of toxic behavior from a, let's say it's a, a, a partner, even our husband or our wife, boyfriend or girlfriend. We're willing to accept pain. We're in an abusive relationship in that moment. We're in a, du a dual abusive relationship. One, receiving it from the gaslighter, but also we're in a relationship of pain within ourselves. Because if we, if we loved ourselves enough, we'd set a boundary and we'd exit stage left, as I said in many other episodes. We would not accept it anymore. And especially if, if, if that individual continues to manipulate and is not willing to acknowledge their behavior. Now, again, as I said earlier in tonight's show, if some of you are joining us late, at least two or three of us admitted it, that at some point in our, in our younger life, we, we were the perpetrator. We showed up as gaslighters. I did. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I was a bad person. It was because I was a person in pain. And I had no idea that the pain was within me. I just didn't know. I thought it was other people's pain. But the truth was is that I was hurting as much as they were. And so, yeah, you know, did I, did I show up that way? I did. 
Um, do I show up that way today in my relationships? Absolutely not. Because, because I choose to live in love today. I, choose, I chose to go on this journey to come home, to return to love, so mm -hmm. I can shred, so I can remove, so I can release all of that pain that I've been holding on to from the time I was born. Let it go. And then there's, there's no reason then to show up as a gaslighter trying to confuse people to get your needs met. You see, that's really, isn't that really what it comes down to? Getting our needs met in a very, very seductive way? Oh, man, would a gaslighter even know what needs are? Those <laughs> needs would be friggin', it seems oh. to me. I mean, guy, folks, I'm just learning all about this. So mm. I'm having questions as you guys are talking about it with maybe more experience, but... To me, if the person who is perpetrating this mental, emotional, and maybe even physical manipulation, because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about mental, emotional, and maybe even physical manipulation, which is so unhealthy. Um, would they even know what needs are? I mean, healthy needs. I mean, but then again, we're not talking about healthy um, behavior <laughs> on either end. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, would, yeah, I mean, it's because that's what it seems to me. It's mental, emotional, physical, maybe even spiritual manipulation. Yep. Mm -hmm. Have you been uh, an active listener for some time here? You've been, a, you've, you've been here, but you've been listening. <laughs> what, are you, what are you making of this, this banter going back and forth right now? Yeah, I mean, we're diving in deep again about relationships, aren't we? So we've, re <laughs> we've really got to understand the values that we need within a relationship, brothers and sisters. I mean, at this very depth, what are the values? List four for me now. Chuck me in the comments. What are four values that you would ideally like to see in a relationship? Mm. Let me throw a couple out there. Is it about love? Is it about trust? Is it about communication? Is it about respect? Maybe all those things. So if you think even just three of those four, if they're not met and you're staying in a relationship that you're being disrespected, that you don't feel any trust, that you can't even communicate your own emotions and feelings, then like I teach in my Rainbow Serpent workshop, my brothers and sisters, from those very early ages when we start to learn about ourselves in this big, big world about relationships and about who we are, we've got to learn how people, or I should even say, how we feel around other people, not how other people make us feel. Mm. Mm. There it is. And Can you repeat that, Ev? Can you repeat that? I need to hear it a second. There it is. It, it's a crusher, man, but I want everyone to really listen in and write it in the chat if you like. Mm -hmm. But really take into awareness how you feel around other people within your field as opposed to how they make you feel. Mm. But, you know, and that goes, 
Go Real ahead. quick, Jeff, that goes along with no one can make you feel a certain way. Were you gonna, just, just going to say that? Exactly that. that. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. We're always so in tune, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say exactly the thing. Nobody makes us feel anything. What somebody will say or might say might trig triggers something inside of us that brings up feeling. Somebody's action will trigger and activate feelings or memories that will surface, but they don't make us feel that way because that's a part of being a victim. Oh, I'm feeling sad and angry. That person made me feel that way. So you're telling me that you're a victim as opposed to that person said this, that person did this. Oh, and these feelings came up in me when they did that. That's taking responsibility for the feelings that you're having. And then, as Ev said, how am I feeling around other people? What am I feeling as I'm around Jay, as I'm around Josh, as I'm around Evis? What am I feeling right now when I'm in their energy field? That well, is taking responsibility. Here's the thing, Jeff. I understand exactly what you're saying. I heard you loud and clear. But here's the reality. If you find yourself in a relationship where you're volleying ping pong or tennis back and forth between the gaslighting and you choose to step into the court, then you are going to feel like somebody made you feel a certain way. The fact that you are even willing to pick up the racket and get on a court and volley, you don't most likely do not in that moment have the consciousness and the clarity to embrace what you just shared. Well, that's now, what we do in Real Men, Real Talk Live. Right. Well, what you're sharing is, is that... <laughs> That's coming from a healthy place, a healthy space. But if we have already been roped into a, uh, to a gaslighting relationship where it's taking place, it's highly unlikely that we're going to be able to process it the way you just described it. Now, what you just described is brilliant. What you just described is spot on. As soon as we feel that somebody else is making us feel a certain way, We've given our power away to them. We are now disempowered. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where they want us to be. But when, we're in, when you're in that dark, dense, harmful, hurtful energy, most likely, unless someone hits you over the head with a two-by-four and drags you out, you're not going to process it the way you just described it. But that's eventually where we want to where we want to land is that when we could when we're in a courtship and we're you know when we're dating, and I'm not even talking about an intimate relationship between a couple, let's say. It, I'm talking about courtship and dating, even with friendships, even in a work environment. Mm -hmm. And you know, part of what I want to share for tips, tricks, and tools tonight because we're approaching almost 44 minutes into the hour, is that 
part of our responsibility as living more consciously in our life is becoming that conscious observer is really paying attention to the words spoken and are they in alignment with the behavior? And if they're not, it, you may not catch it on the first date. You may not catch it on the first cocktail <laughs> or the first walkabout, as they say down on the right of the walkabout. But if you, if you keep paying attention as that conscious observer, not as that lapdog just wanting to be loved and willing to, willing to be loved by anything that's willing to hold you, you'll start to see cracks in that foundation. And then it, then it becomes your choice to either disempower yourself or empower yourself. What do you make of that, Josh? Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Everything. You know, and I, I have two things before we pivot into the tips, tricks, and tools. One is, I, I just want to elaborate on this, how, how we feel around others um and in those relationships and in the relationships that are healthy we should feel seen heard uh valued honored respected um and then i just want to also describe the feeling that uh the feelings that were coming up in me when i was being gaslit which was that icky feeling right in here in your heart where you want to backpedal and and you want to defend and describe and explain and you're feeling like things are getting twisted and you're getting blamed and, and it's not true, but you're having, you're struggling to that. It's that messy tangle. That was the feeling of, of the victim of being gaslit. So if that's familiar to anybody, then yes. And it's hard when we're in the muddy pond, it's like swimming in a, underwater in a muddy pond it's hard to see your hands in front of your face but pull yourself out use your feelings as your guide how you're feeling and say wait a minute time out this doesn't feel good let me pull out mm -hmm. remove myself from the situation and examine maybe from a little bit higher level view rather than being in it remove yourself like ev said they took they took the time out to separate and to look at it and we can do that as adults we can pull ourselves away and examine from a little bit higher place where we can maybe see the picture a little clearer and that's where we can start to untangle some of these feelings and say all right is this right or is this not right um you know am i being manipulated and twisted in ways um but it's hard when you're in it so we can time out and we can remove ourselves um, and then the other part that I wanted to pivot into was, is compassion enough? If we are the victim and we realize we have the awareness to realize that this is an insecure behavior from somebody else, can we meet that behavior with compassion? And is that a way to salvage or get through it or whatever? And I'm, and I'm not speaking from any great experience. I tried it with that boss situation and ultimately it didn't work. I tried to meet it with compassion and, uh, and an understanding of where they were coming from thinking that maybe that would help make it less painful and that I would try to see that it wasn't about me. 
But ultimately, I just didn't like the way I felt. So I left. Yeah. Well, you know, what's coming forward for me, Josh, um, and listening to what you just shared is that when we find ourselves roped into a new relationship that, in, that has gaslighting playing out, and once we have the awareness around it, it is the truth is, is that the greatest gift you get is through the awareness of, by the grace of God, there again I go, I just got roped in to another toxic and healthy relationship that, that has at the, the foundation, the fabric, gaslighting, unfolding. What happens though is that we tend to want to go like this. It's about them. Even when we leave, when we exit out of that relationship, we're still pointing a finger. And we still talk about what a horrible human being that person was. There's where we miss the gift. Mm. The gift is, is that when we're willing to show up and grow up, and you've heard me say that one many times, and really turn the mirror back on ourselves and ask the question, why was I attracted to that in the first place? Mm. There's always a lesson in the pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unless we have the courage to show up and grow up and ask ourselves, and not answer from the egoic mind, but go in deep. Mm -hmm. Uncover. Look at your own heart. Look at your own soul. Look at your own truth. Mm. And then ask the question, why did I fall into this again? What is the lesson that I didn't learn the last time? What is it about me that I need to learn so that I don't, I'm no longer a magnet for that type of human being. It's not about them. It never is. It's always about me mm. and my relationships. And I'll tell you what, when we have the courage to ask that question to ourselves, and then process it, you don't have to rush to an answer in five minutes. It can take five hours, five weeks, five months, Sometimes five years. But once you understand, once you truly get the essence of understanding why you were attracted to that type of human being, when you understand the lesson, you can flip the narrative from blame to gratitude. Because once you have that clear mm -hmm. gratitude that you understand what you didn't understand before, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. And the cycle won't repeat itself. Right. Mm. You'll catch it really early on, like really early on. So that's a yeah. great tip, trick, and tool. There you go. Look I at, look up. at, yeah, look at, look at, um, what is perpetuating in your life over and over and over again. What is, what is happening over and over and over again in your life and, you, and, you are, mm. and you're getting the same result? Um, and I'm not talking because there's plenty of things we do over and over again and there's wonderful results. There's positive <laughs> results. So we just keep on doing that because the results are wonderful and positive. But what do you do? If you're looking, if you keep on getting in the same relationship and the same things happen, 
Um, or just, or just not even really, let's, let's take relationships out of it. Just things in your life. <laughs> and you keep on doing it over and over and over again. It's time to look in the mirror. Exactly. Because you, you're the one who's, who's, who's perpetuating all of this. There you go. And, and one thing I just wanted to say too, is that many people need to point the figure at another person and, and, I'm talking in generalities here um, to give them a reason to leave the relationship. Say and that again for Santa. They need mm. the, people need to point the finger at someone else ah. so they can have a reason and justification for leaving the relationship. Now I'm not just talking about, Romantic, I hate using that word, um, an intimate relationship with another. I'm talking about any relationship. Exactly. Do you have to yeah. always point the finger at them or the situation and say, this is why I'm, I'm leaving the relationship and that's why I'm doing it now? As we spoke, as we were talking earlier, how does, you know, that person, how does... What is coming up? How, how do I feel? What's going on? I don't like this. And this is perpetual. You know, this is not resonating and vibrating. And these feelings I'm, I'm not really enjoying. I think it's time to look at the relationship and see what's going on. And then it comes back to us. My question out there is, do you need to point the finger at something, someone, or whatever relationship you're in and use that as the reason and justification for leaving the relationship. And then it stays that way. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. people have to have that reason. And that's right. not taking responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're spot on, Jeff. And I, I think what you're, what you're alluding to is we're in alignment. And that as long as we are in the blame game, we don't learn a lesson. And then we're, then we're going to repeat the wash cycle all over again. Now, the wash cycle I'm talking about is not only the dirty laundry, but it's the wash cycle of the tears, the pain that's going to come. Because you're going to go, whoops, I did it again. Isn't there a song? Who sings that song, whoops, I did it again? <laughs> Ev, you, you got a good voice. Sing that soon right now, right here. Do, do, do we have to say names? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so, so there's all, there's truth in all of that. Um, with what time we do have left Big this time. evening, what I want to do is uh, invite. Uh, I, I shared, uh, I shared my own tips, tricks, and tools. On, on um, I want to invite each one of you. Uh, Jeff, you got anything you want to add to, uh, or do you feel like you uh, you did your wash wash cycle right here, right now, and you're feeling pretty clean right now? That was beautiful. Yeah, I just wanted to extrapolate more on what you were saying. Beautiful. Uh, Jay. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Josh, mm. Richard, Jay Riddy, what do you got for us? That was it for me. Um, you know, I I think I'm I'm curious to hear what the two you guys think to close this one out. What tips Good. you got? All right. Ev, you're up. Yeah, I think just to round it off for me, brother. Um you know, we've, we've heard quite a lot of red flags when you, you're talking about this gaslighting tonight. Um, one thing for me from the get-go, we've talked about, like Jeff said, 140 shows deep. 
you've got to go and do that introspective work, number mm-hmm. one. You've got to go in. You've got to do the three things that I always say within emotional intelligence. Learn to identify your own emotions and feelings. Learn to then regulate and manage your own emotional feelings without the validation or the need of validation of anyone or anything. And then learn to express themselves within your own world. Be able to express themselves without the need of having someone to express it on or with. You know, you're enough to express them on your own. So when we're able to get even that more self-awareness within our own emotions and feelings, then we can go back in and ask ourselves, okay, what are some of these values that I want to see within the relationship? Now, if any of these red flags that we've talked about tonight feel like they're hitting home, write these down straight away. Take into account those people around your field, like we've mentioned tonight, that may be actually showing this and exposing this particular behavior in your world. Now, that third thing you may have to do is reach out for support. Reach out for someone. But if you are fully in your power, brothers and sisters, and I'll finish up on this, we don't need to be in any toxic relationship. Waiting on potential is a telltale tail sign of a red flag (laughs) of a fantasy relationship (laughs) this is going to get better they're going to change they've got potential believe me i've heard them say it again but i'm telling you i reckon this time is going to be right the only truth that it comes down to my brothers and sisters at the end of the day is that you can only change yourself Mm. boom Mm. boom Potential. Yeah, I'm sure we've all been there. Hang, hanging on the potential of anything. Yep. Especially yep. The, the, oh, well, you know, they showed me that, that, that don't worry. That they, yeah, I, I believe that, that they have a beautiful heart and they have the potential to open up. And then you're just hanging on, on the potential. That's great. Ev. That, that, thread, man. That's Boy fantastic. I want to wrap it up tonight by first and foremost, I want to thank you. I want to thank you brothers for showing up tonight. Uh, Episode 141. uh, This is a a topic that um, we all can relate to. We've either been on the receiving end or the giving end of gaslighting and relationships. And one of my last um, words I want to share is around it's our responsibility to teach people how to treat us. Boom. If we're Boom. waiting for them to show up for us because we're going to do more, we're going to give more of ourselves away, we're going to sell our soul to a human being that is in pain, and we think that we can change how they treat us by us basically selling our soul to them, meaning we keep giving, 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 and we get back in return is a confused state of living in gaslighting, manipulation, covert behavior. Get the help you need. Mm. Seek counsel from someone that you trust. It could be a couple of men in this room. 
in the studio. It could be a therapist, whomever it is. Because ultimately what we're really talking about tonight is, is, is having the awareness that you're in it. And how do you get out is by first having the courage to acknowledge it to yourself and then learn how to have the courage to set boundaries, healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now, a boundary is just an, a threat if there's not a consequence for a behavior. Yep. It's just a threat. When you set a boundary, you actually set the consequence if it happens again. And then we have to follow up and follow through and honor the consequence that we established that we set down in that boundary. Because if we don't, it's only going to take a couple of times and you will be tested. You will be tested. And then when they net out that you're full of crap, when they net out that, ah, she's just, or he or she don't matter. They're weak. That's what that, that's what the perpetrator is saying right there. They're just, they're just going to threaten. They mean nothing. And the truth is, is that's the truth. It's just an empty threat, an open threat. Mm -hmm. So when you set up a healthy boundary, it's not for that other person. It is, in fact, always for us, it's for us. Because a part of us that hasn't felt protected is that little boy or that little girl within, the inner child, one more time, that's being validated that they're not worthy of love. They don't matter. They're not enough. And they're not lovable. We can show up as that parent of that little boy or that little girl within instead of loving boundary for them. Like you would if you have a child that you have birthed or you have been participated in a birth and they get hurt or they get wounded. What do we do as a parent? Part of our role as a parent is to show up and protect them, nourish them, Nurture them and protect them. So why are we not doing that for our own child within? Beautiful. I got Beautiful. chills because you see, I was guilty. I didn't know how to show up for that boy. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know he was there, right? Mm -hmm. But now we can't say we don't know. We don't know because now we know. We just, we just spent a minute, an hour and two minutes on this topic tonight. So if you're in a toxic relationship that includes gaslighting, assess it, make some choices, set some boundaries, and then have the courage to step out. If, you're, if that other individual is not willing to look, at, look in the mirror and do mm -hmm. some deep, deep work to understand why they are showing up that way. Mm -hmm. And with that, I want to thank our viewers and listeners for joining us tonight on episode 141. Are you gaslighting or are you just light? Are you just creating lighting some gas? gas. Lighting gas. <laughs> right. And with that, I love you, men. You guys are my brothers from a different mother. You're my soul brothers. I appreciate you. I love you. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll see you next week on Real Men. Finish this out. Real talk. Ah. <laughs>